You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum. I am an intuitive oracle card reader and energy healer. Today's episode is all about the chakras. And as well as being about the chakras, it's actually the kickoff to a new series of episodes that I'm doing where we will be doing one chakra per week in more detail, talking more about the ins and outs and how you might experience its energy. And I wanted to make sure that we had some examples of life situations and issues that were faced that you'd be able to relate to the chakras, to have an idea of where it might have come up for you because there's so many different places in our lives where these chakras interact with one another and it can be difficult to really pinpoint what area of your chakra system is being activated or triggered when certain things happen. So originally I was going to do one episode per week that would feature an explanation in more detail with color and food and activities that you can do related to each chakra, and then sharing some of my own personal experiences from the last year, more specifically in 2021, um, some bigger things that have happened that relate to the chakras. But I decided that since I haven't quite fully had a chance, obviously, to heal these things, it's still 2021 and it's only a few months in, I thought what might be better, because I don't want to lose that personal touch and like the real life application for these healing examples. Um, what I decided, which was actually better, I think, is for each week, there will be a second episode that will be an interview with someone who has a part of their journey relating to one of the chakras. And so I'm super excited because I have a different person for each of the seven chakras already determined, and I've already started some of the interviews, and they are really just incredible, more than I could have given you in terms of new perspectives and examples, because obviously I only have my life to draw from. So I think it's actually better because you get more of a wide range of how different people relate to their chakras and what kinds of experiences they've had that they can relate to each one. So just to start, I also wanted to mention that on my Instagram on my concrete and crystals Instagram. I've also been doing a journey through the chakras distance Reiki and crystal healing session uh, series that has been really popular, which is another reason I felt that maybe the podcast would be a good place to talk more about the chakras because I really can only do so much in the Instagram posts and most of it people are experiencing on their own. So this is a way for everyone to be able to listen and hopefully get some insight. 
Now we're only on this week. We're doing the throat chakra in that set in that series. So you are still able to join in if you'd like. The sessions are $3.33 Canadian, super accessible. I just wanted it to be available for as many people as possible. And if you're not feeling called to do the sessions, you can still look at the posts because I post one before the session um, that kind of outlines what the chakra is and gives a few ideas of some affirmations and then after the session I kind of do a reflection and often throughout the session I've been getting other messages or new affirmations that I can share with you so if you want to follow along with the posts as you follow along with these episodes then you might be able to get a more rounded I guess uh, idea of what each chakra is and then like I said there's still time to join if you'd like to do the throat chakra which is all about communication very very important right now because we're in the middle of Gemini season but also Mercury retrograde so I think this week is going to be very powerful because the retrograde just means that we're experiencing the planet in a different perspective so for this it's just different perspectives of communication. Sometimes that can mean technical difficulties and miscommunications, but it can also mean tapping into new ways of uh, accessing our psychic gifts or new ways of confronting things with people, new ways of bringing up things that are difficult to talk about. So I think that this week would be a good time to join, but either way, I just wanted to kind of mention how this topic of the chakras has been circling around me for a while so it's I think a really good time for me to be doing this series now let's get to it I have talked long enough about the lead up let's get into it what are the chakras so the chakras that I will be talking about are the seven main chakras there are other um, sub chakras within the body but I'm just talking about the seven main ones and where you can find them is in the subtle energy body around you. And so this is something that I wanted to talk about first because it's just getting the idea that, you know, when you talk about the aura and you imagine that it's this light field around you, this energetic field, um, and it can be different colors. Well, that's kind of the energy that the chakras relate to is that energy field there's different layers of the energy field and they're each kind of related to one of the seven chakras but in terms of the actual chakras as energy centers they are aligned with your spine and they are in seven different spots along that starting from the tailbone where the root chakra is located and then a little bit below the belly button is the sacral. Around the rib, the bottom of the rib cage is your solar plexus. And then you have your heart chakra, which you might have guessed is in the center, right aligned with your heart. And then your throat chakra is at the base of your throat. Your third eye is between your eyebrows in the middle of your forehead. And then your crown chakra is at the top of your head, at the crown of your head. And it's actually said to be just a little bit above that. And so those are the seven main energy centers that we will be talking about. 
the word chakra itself is a Sanskrit word that means a wheel or disc. And this is because the shape and presence of these chakras are said to be these wheels or discs that are spinning at each spot that I mentioned. And it's said that there's actually chakras on the front and back on both sides um, in each of those spots that we discussed. There's a lot of debate about whether chakras spin clockwise or counterclockwise. And personally, I tend to use my pendulum to see which way mine are spinning when I'm feeling good in each one or bad in each one to kind of get to know because often one thing that's usually agreed on is that when they're out of balance, the you'll be able to tell that some of them will be spinning the opposite direction from the rest. And that's one way of telling if they are out of alignment. And so you know how we talk, I'm sure in the general, you've heard in the general medical field when you talk about like your spine being in alignment and posture. And I think for me, what really kind of cemented that idea is how when you're sitting for a meditation, you're often told to sit with your back really straight. And part of the reason for that is that that is having your spine straightened and then also your chakras straightened as well. And when they're out of alignment, sometimes they don't line up perfectly. And so when we say something's not in alignment, sometimes we're talking about in a metaphorical way where it's not serving us anymore or we're not resonating with it. But sometimes it can actually mean that if you're talking about something relating to the chakras, that they're actually out of alignment. Um, they're not quite sitting where they should be. And sometimes that can be in size where maybe they're one of them is really like radiating more energy than it needs to or not enough. And it could be just their, the fields of them and how much um, they're radiating that could be um, out of alignment. And like I said, I do use my pendulum personally to go to each one of them when I'm doing Reiki. And I've done it um, remotely for clients as well. If I feel like there's one that's out of alignment, I might just check in and see if maybe it's spinning in a different direction or if it's spinning a lot faster. Maybe there's a lot of energy there. Maybe it's barely moving and they need some more energy. Um, so sometimes it's just a matter of each person might be different. Again, I'm not really sure because from my experience, it depends on the person. Not everyone has them spinning the same way when they are balanced. Obviously there's emotional things that come up that may bring them out of alignment or things that happen in our lives, but sometimes it can just be that they just need a bit of a touch up. And so that's why I really like for myself to do a bit of Reiki every day or hopefully every day, but sometimes it's every couple days just to make sure that I'm in alignment because most of the time I can feel if something's really out of whack, but for the most part, it's just a little bit off. Like I'll just feel like a certain part is maybe not quite as active or maybe too active and it needs just a little bit of energy. And so each chakra, as well as being aligned with a different physical part of our bodies, it's also aligned with different um, parts of our lives that are physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And because of this, they are all one system. So it's like our body, all of our body systems connect and interact with one another and can affect each other. So can our chakras. And each one of the chakras 
has a general area of life or general traits that are associated, but they can also kind of overlap with one another just because our lives are very complicated, they are layered. And so I just don't want anyone to get too, too stuck on the specific areas that we talk about for each one because sometimes there's layers to it, right? Like if you're going through a situation to see like through all the layers of why you might be feeling a certain way, it might under uncover something from your childhood that's not really in that particular area. It's just coming up and manifesting in a different way. Um, and so just in general, I'll go through what each of the chakras are representing before we talk more just so that you have a better idea of it. Starting at the root at the base of your spine, the root chakra is usually red and it represents safety, security, finances, fear, and anxiety, and is connected to our human life and our material things. The sacral chakra is orange in color and it's representing our creativity, sexuality, emotions, and intimacy. The solar plexus is our personal power. It's confidence, willpower, and stress because it's related to our mind and is said to be like how our gut is the mind of our body. And then our solar plexus is also connected to our purpose and that creates self-motivation. The heart chakra is green in color, sometimes pink, and it represents, as you might have guessed, love, self-love, relationships, and unity consciousness because that taps into the collective and connecting to others through our heart as a portal. The throat chakra is blue, and it's about communication, expression, manifestation, and it can be shadows that are around our limitations that might prevent us from showing up as our authentic selves and really expressing our desires to others. Our third eye is indigo, sometimes violet in color, and it is about intuition, clairvoyance, imagination, processing information, and it's one of the spiritual chakras. So the clairvoyance and intuition might have said that to you already when you heard them, but it is where we also connect to our dreams because that's in our subconscious as well. The crown chakra can be shown as a light violet or sometimes as white or clear in nature because it's the purity of spirit. It's where we connect to the divine. It is more receptive, where we receive ideas and downloads. It's where we connect to a higher consciousness. And I think also where we sometimes do take in information from the collective as well. So that's just a brief overview, but we will go into a lot more detail on some of the blocks and shadow sides of each chakra. And like I said, as promised, interviews with other people about their experiences, just to give even more depth. And I also just wanted to mention that the book that I draw most of my information about the chakras 
spectrum is one that I've had for a couple of years now and I got it from the library the first time so it's not something that I've I, I bought right away it was something that I was like I'll see if I find this helpful but it's called chakras seven keys to awakening and healing the energy body by Anadea Judith just thought I'd put that out there now in case anybody wants to Google it and see if there's just a really good resource to start with. I liked it because she gives examples and stories from her clients throughout, which is why I also felt it's important to share um, personal stories along with each chakra um, for the weeks going forward. Like I said, we'll go through each one in more depth with some more practical things of how you can connect to them and some examples from guests, which I am super excited about. I just wanted to talk about a few different things about the chakra system while we're talking about it in general. And one of them is that they also, in addition to each of them having their own energy that they kind of fluctuate depending on what's going on in our lives, there's also three main nadis or channels or currents of, of energy, however you look at that, that also are connecting all of the chakras and moving all of the energy throughout our bodies. So the first one is the sushumna, which is vertical, and it goes up and down the spine both ways, but mostly upwards, moving from the root up to the crown the other two which is really interesting is they create like a figure eight because they go around and alternate between um, left and right throughout the chakras and they go opposite directions and there's one that is the ida which is the moon as in, in its representation and it's feminine and then the one going the opposite way is the Penitula, I think it's called. Sorry, I'm really bad with pronunciation. But that one is the sun and it is masculine. And so together they create one very strong flow of energy. And I think that that really just goes to show that there's a balance of feminine and masculine throughout the chakras. And each person experiences that differently as well. And something else I wanted to mention that relates to this is that the lower three chakras, so the root, sacral, and solar plexus, are said to be our earth and human-related chakras. And the upper three, which is the throat, the third eye, and the crown, are said to be more spiritual and consciousness-based. And then the heart, which is the fourth chakra right in the middle, is what connects us from our upper and our spiritual selves to our lower and our human selves. That's where it comes together, where it becomes that heart portal. And that's why we use our heart to connect to that energy because it's the thing that reminds us that we as humans are these unique beings that are able to connect source to the earth and vice versa. And I just wanted to mention that that was really important in my um, study early on was realizing that that is why the heart chakra is so important. And then another example of how masculine and feminine fits in is that the chakras in 
general are from a yoga tradition in India. And the union of the divine masculine and feminine is very important to the whole concept because the meeting at the heart is the feminine and the masculine meeting there. So it's said in that tradition that the god Shiva is pure consciousness. So he represents the upper chakras and the goddess Shakti is primordial creation in her essence, starting at the base of the spine. And they go each their separate ways, meeting at the heart. There's also traditions of Kundalini, which is another creation energy that starts at the base of the spine as well and is activated and moves its way up and it's represented by a snake and is also a feminine energy. Just in general with how we experience the chakras, there's this idea that there's a receptive mode when they are bringing energy in. So when we're receiving love or when we are listening, And then there's expression, which is moving the energy out. So when we're sending out love, when we're sharing our ideas, when we're allowing our emotions to come out, those are our expressive ways. And so there has to be a balance of of those two. That's another way where we can become out of balance. If we're constantly putting out energy, but we're not allowing anything to come back in, we're going to be out of balance. Or if we're taking and taking and taking, we're going to have a buildup of, of energy in the in a certain chakras because we're not putting it back out again. And so sometimes repressed emotions and when we don't say what we need to say and maybe when we hold back from sharing our love with someone, these are all things that have us kind of shove that energy down instead of allowing it to flow through us. And like we talked about earlier, the flow is really what's important in making sure that it's more harmonious and allowing things to move through you. And so that being emotions, love, everything that is the positive sides of the chakras, we want to be sharing them as much as we're taking them in. But also with the negative stuff, we need to get that out as well. We can't hold on to it or it's going to really stagnate us where those chakras aren't going to have enough energy to provide the positive side. So if we're going through something like grief and we're not actually moving those emotions through us, we won't be able to receive love and we won't be able to give love. We'll be at a standstill because we're just so blocked from experiencing those things. And then there's also fun things that I will talk about in the other episodes. So for each chakra, we'll be talking about if there's any foods that are recommended. Um, And we'll talk about colors and crystals, affirmations, a lot of things that are really helpful in terms of where to start. If you happen to resonate as you're listening and say, I think I do need to work on this particular chakra, it gives you some things to look at. And of course, you can find a lot on the internet or if you follow different people on Instagram, if you look up the chakras, there are some people that specialize in one chakra and they're really great at explaining how to heal that particular chakra and what might be coming up for you. And there's some categories that I just wanted to talk about in terms of the chakras and what you can do to heal them. And so 
with your physical body. There's a lot of different movement practices like yoga and qigong that specifically help to move the energy. And you can do that for your whole system or an individual chakra. Like I said, there's foods that are suggested. Um, then you can also get a massage or do some energy work. Um, visualization so you can visualize the color of a particular chakra you can imagine the light moving up or down however you're working you can also just imagine the energy coming inward or outward from a particular chakra and then chanting so each chakra has its own seed sound or bija mantra that i will tell you for each one as we go along there's affirmations like I said that are really great for each one breathing and breath work in general is something that I'm just really getting more acquainted with and it is really helpful in terms of moving energy through your body and finding where there might be stagnation and then something in general is if you start looking at your relationships they are mirrors for you, as I'm sure you've heard in different contexts. But building a relationship or working through difficult relationships can really show you what areas of your life and what experiences you haven't quite healed from yet. And they can also help you to build up your own self-love because the positive things that people say to you or that they mirror to you can help you to start to recognize where you have worked through a lot and where you are doing well and where you are very aligned, um, which is also equally as important because if you tend to be getting in the same kind of relationship over and over again, and it's not going well, you can start to look at, okay, well, what, what is the main issue that's coming up here? What is the pattern? And you can start to look at it that way. But if you also have a lot of people saying to you, you are so in control. You are so on track. You are really good at speaking your truth. You seem to be a really great communicator. All these different things that people say to you often, you need to take those in as well because that'll tell you where you don't need to maybe spend as much time unless you have particular things you'd like to work on. And then just the physical world around you that you have control of. So in your home, maybe just clearing out space, organizing, removing clutter, anything that can give you the ideal environment to be able to do all of the things you'd like to to keep your chakras in balance. So if you know that dance is going to be important to you or doing creative things like painting, you need to have space for that. And if maybe you just feel very anxious and stressed having things all over the place and not knowing where they are, and that's really just exaggerating problems that you already have or anxieties you already have, then maybe it's worthwhile to spend some time decluttering and organizing so that you can have that root chakra feeling more stable and in place. And then something that helps in general is something we hear for kind of every spiritual part of our journey, which is meditation. And this can be just in general meditating. It can be finding meditations for each chakra, um, different types of meditation, depending on what chakra you're working on. 
but I would just generally suggest it. I'm working on it as well. I would never tell you to work on something I'm not also working on. And this is something I struggle with, but I've been doing more of it and I find that it has been helping me. And it also helps me just to try and focus my energy if I know that there's a particular chakra or a particular thing that I'm working on healing. I feel that it does help me to, as much as I'm removing my thoughts, it helps me afterwards to kind of get more information from my higher self of what it is that's causing this pain or what I can do to make it better. So I would definitely recommend you try it. And so I'm glad that we got through this and I hope that you're able to have a bit of a starting point for the next episodes to come. And I hope that you enjoy them as much as I am enjoying the interviews so far. I'm super excited to share these people with you. And I am so, so grateful that they are willing to share their journey with all of us as well. So I hope you enjoy it. And hopefully I'll see you in the energy sessions. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs, or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.